1: better you bet on the vet network nick costos and will brinson here with you kind of sad our last hour together will and i uh will and i both off tomorrow will also was like, like full-time employee here so like will's off tomorrow will's do a monday through thursday me. i'm off tomorrow uh ken barkley is also off tomorrow ken and i will we, we'll be back on the show coming up on monday but will it's been great having you this week my friend a little bittersweet right last hour you get to talk to me this week
2: uh yeah i mean i would say it's a little bittersweet in the sense of i mean like i really enjoy talking to you i think it's a great like like ge- I- this is a great gig. You know, like if I, if I got to spend, you know, four hours guest hosting, talking to you four days a week, that's great. Uh, I don't want to talk to you tomorrow and I won't be working (laughs) tomorrow. So like, like I'm, and I'm okay with that. And if, even if my employers hear that I don't care because there's no podcast I have to do tomorrow and my writing isn't due until Monday. So tomorrow no worky for Mr. Brinson. So when you were, uh, when you were doing, because so like
1: you're still on the Pick Six podcast, uh, that, which you see, which you and I were on when it started, along with Jason Lockheed and Four, and yeah. Pete Frisco. Um, so. Katie Mox, who will be on with us at some point coming up on You Better You Bet, we love Katie. Katie does great work over uh, at CBS for the Pick Six and for Sports Line, but Katie's kind of like "quote unquote" lead hosting the show now, and it's like you were like the lead host of the show. You're doing like different stuff at CBS, which is awesome, and I know that's what you wanted, right? I only I give to say that as a setup too. You have you have said a couple times, and it makes me laugh every time you say it that like CBS Sports is daily NFL podcast. Oh my god. Wait, so, like, were you actually doing the show? Like, how many days a year on a 365, like, were you actually doing the show?
2: Every day. <laughs> every day I was doing the show. And last year, like, during the season, it literally like, – I was just so burnt out on it. Like, I did it every day for, like, five straight years, like, after, like, you know, you you migrated to, you know, your new job and, um, and out of the podcast. And, like, it got to the point last year where, like, during the season, I would literally open the show and say – what's up everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast (laughs) a daily podcast that will drag on until the end of time or my own personal demise or like i'm will brinson my my own personal demise and um i i think it kind of got a got across but i also i just like i I sort of um you know i think oh god i can't believe i'm gonna give you this compliment here nick but um one of the things that's really hard about hosting a show as like the lead host as it were and like katie and i you know co-host whatever you want to call it it's just a podcast right but like um she she takes the lead like having to be a point guard who is in charge of you know the the point guard position on the show or the podcast or whatever it is and also having to be like a you have to be like a combo guard type right because in, in these spots you can't just be like hi i'm so and so Here's a thought, like, here's a question, and then just sit there. Like, you have to be able to, like, analyze. And I think you do a really good job of that, of hosting a show while also, in inter, you know, interjecting your analysis, your humor, and your singing um, throughout the course of the show. Like, it's, it's a difficult thing to do, and, like, I, I feel like I, I prefer almost to be able to just respond and to sort of just, you know, jack up threes from the corner and, versus, like, actually dribbling the ball up the court.
1: Well, I think you, and you use that. You say that because you and I have talked about this before and I appreciate that. Like for any like I don't know if any of our listeners and viewers are like interested in getting into like sports media, but the advice that I always give to people that are looking to host is like when you and I promise this will be quick. This is not like like it's self-serving. I just think this is the kind of interesting for people. I think people like when we talk about like media stuff on the show. Sure. Like if you're ever going to host something, like you're you're a point guard, right? If you're the host, but sometimes a show and a, and, a, and a people you work with Will require you to be Jason Kidd in order for your show to win. Meaning, like yep. you're dishing out assists. You're a pass-first point guard. You're you're dealing with talent that you're are scoring seven really points good. a
2: game and twelve assists. Yeah.
1: Like, and you're gonna, and like you'll get like three or four open threes a show, and your job is to make them. And your job is to pass yes. the ball. There are other times as a host where you work on a show where you need to be like Gilbert Arenas or like Allen Iverson. You need to score forty. Like that's what you need in order for your team to win as the host. Where something like you may work with talent that like. Going, it's not even like they're bad, but like maybe they're not experienced, and you're just like, okay, like if we're gonna win, I need to dominate the ball, and that's what just needs to happen here. And being able to tell the difference when you go into a, do a show and be like, what do I need to be here on this show for the show to win, for the show to succeed, like knowing that and then being able to execute that, I think, I think is a is a big deal for like young hosts or young people that are looking to get into this.
2: Yeah, and, also- I mean, not to like not to not to belabor the point, but I mean, like for example, like your job. And you know, when, when we do this, it's you know, it's I mean, it's similar. I mean, I think you and I probably have a, like a similar skill set. But like, you know, like if you were just playing the Jason Kidd role with Ken, and Ken was supposed to be like, it's like you're Jason Kidd, and he's like like Kobe Bryant or Will Cherry, like he's just supposed to score a hundred points because you're just passing him the ball every time. Like, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good. Like the back and forth that you guys have, the rapport between you two is what makes it a good show, right? To be, be able to have the discussions from different viewpoints. Like if you were just like asking Ken questions, people wouldn't like the show as much, you know? And that's that's just the reality. And, like, you know, you you, know, you have to work with that. I mean, I, I don't think you disagree with that. I don't think Ken would disagree with that. It's not, a, it's not a negative of any any person or a positive of any person. It's just that's what that show needs to be. It's why a lot of times, you know, solo – you don't see a lot of solo radio shows because you're being asked to – you know, like you had to hold down the final five minutes of that last segment for technical difficulties. And if you had to do that for four hours, you'd, you could do it. But it becomes like a totally different ball game. And and I think to to your your, Yeah, you you have to take foot Yeah. Yeah. To your larger point though, like if people who are trying to get into media and are trying to get into the multimedia in, in sports, it's like one, you have to you one, you have to be able to do you have to play different roles. You have to be different you have to be able to play different positions. And then two, as you point out, you do have to know when to utilize each different toolbox and when to when to play each role or each different position.
1: Now uh, join me now in moments when we talk about the angels, and I become Jason Kidd, and I just pass the ball to Jake, because Jake, what Jake has to offer is better than what I have to offer in this regard. Well, I'm going to uh, be like we'll
2: I'm going to be like Robert 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 Horry over in the corner, like, hey, please don't let this come down to the, the end where I need to to shoot this shot, and like, like are the angels good?
1: I, I just like how like you were going to go with like the the hard age pronunciation there. And then I think you realize like what it's going to be if you if you do that and you stopped yourself and you just said Robert, Orley, I did. which I appreciate. I, did. I appreciate yes. that. I appreciate that very much. Uh, whatever you prefer is coming up on the way. All our bets for tonight are coming up on the way as well. But let's bring our pal, our excellent engineer on the show. Jake the Snake. I've been teasing this for a while here because uh, we do need to talk some Major League Baseball on the show. Um, it's actually on Sports Center right now because I have the TV up in my office here. Uh, Shohei Otani earlier today in the first half of a doubleheader with the Tigers throws a complete game shutout and then has a couple homers uh, in game number two. Uh, he's the best player in the world. He might be the best baseball player of all time. And the Angels are playing better baseball. Right now, they're still, um, you know, uh, three and a half games out of a wild card spot, six and a half games out of first place in the AL West, but they're on a little hot streak right now. Six and one coming into today in their last seven games, and maybe it's premature. Maybe they should have waited a little bit longer, but it doesn't matter. That's a conversation for another show. Uh, the Angels have decided... To not only not trade Shohei Otani, but to add and be buyers at the deadline yesterday trading for Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez of the Chicago White Sox. So Jake joins us now here. Uh Jake, your thoughts here on the Angels? Um they are uh 66 to 1 to win the World Series, 40 to 1 to win the American League and a uh, very very like a long shot price to win the American League West. They are literally at 30 to 1 to win the AL West along with Seattle, the Rangers and the Astros right about co-favorites here. Um, Your thoughts, please, on uh, the Los Angeles Angels now that Otani's going to be there. Are you looking to bet on them, bet against them? Well, what are you doing here? What do you think?
0: There's nothing I want to do with the division just because I think the chance that the Angels jump both Texas and Houston to win the division at this point in the season is very, very unlikely. World Series, if you want to just try and take a long shot, there's a 100-to-1 out there. That's a little interesting just because you get in, kind of like Sammy P was saying earlier, you get in, you have a shot, you have the best player in the world. If he just carries you for a couple series, then you get there. Maybe you have a shot, and the AL is wide open. Really, who are you scared of in the AL? Baltimore, I mean, the Rays have looked extremely vulnerable lately. You're not afraid of anyone in the AL Central. Texas has their own issues. I still think they need an outfielder, and there's obviously no DeGrom there. So if the Angels catch fire at the right time, Maybe there's a shot there, but they still got to do more in my opinion. Okay. You had Lucas Giolito fine, but this is a guy who had an ERA over five on the road this year when he was pitching in Chicago. He had a two, four, four ERA. That's great. That's awesome. Can you tell me he's going to do that in angel stadium? I just don't know. It seems like no. And at the end of the day, he's not the Lucas Giolito from 2020 or 2019, where he was awesome and one of the best pitchers, arguably, in all of baseball. He's looked way more pedestrian this year. He's probably your three. And as your three, great. I mean, you stack up fine with, like, Texas and what remains of Houston's rotation, but Baltimore is probably blowing you out of the water the Rays are blowing you out of the water rotation wise I still think this is a team that needs a lot of work they should be actively on the phone with the Washington Nationals trying to get Jaimar Candelario and Lane Thomas to play first base in the outfield right now and you're holding out hope that you can maybe sneak in and then trout gets back but even when he gets back what does that look like he had major wrist surgery can he even swing a bat like he was and it's not like he was lighting the world on fire even before he went down so the angels are still super mad to me maybe they they continue adding but the lucas giolito trade to me it has more long-term effects on what this trade deadline is going to be the angels gave up their second and third ranked prospect and it's the angels it's not like baltimore giving up their second and third ranked prospect it's way different but that still sets a tone like what's the price going to be for marcus stroman for jordan montgomery for some of these much better pitchers that are on the market if you're giving up your second and third best prospect for lucas giolito and reynaldo lopez a lot of these guys who are going to be on the market, a lot of these teams, the Cardinals, maybe the Cubs, depending on what they do, if they decide to be extremely stupid and hang on to Strowman. Some of those are teams are probably licking their chops, thinking, we're about to get a haul for some of these pitchers. The Tigers are probably beside themselves with Eduardo Rodriguez and Michael Lorenzen, thinking of the price they can get for those guys. I love
1: so my baby Jake, boys, all grown uh, up, by the way. How about Jake killing it with that answer there, Will? I love it.
2: Uh, thank you. Fantastic answer. I mean, I was going to ask Jake. I, I guess we actually need. I wish we doing like a viewer poll to find out, like, like rank these beards on the screen right now. Like, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask Jake how it feels to be the third best beard. Then, like, but his beard's just better than yours, Nick. I would say mine's. It, it is. Uh, yeah, it is better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, better it's than yours, also, better. to be fair. I don't know about that. Um, my, I mean, mine's a, mine's a, mine's a pure dark forty-two-year-old beard. Like, it's, it's tough. I was tough. gonna say, but
1: the, the difference is, is that Jake is young and handsome, and you're old and ugly. So I would give Jake. That's exactly
2: right, right. Right. Nick right. also intentionally my...
0: keeps his short.
2: Right mine is mine is sort of like the show hey otani a beard you just can't find it anywhere so I mean I have say what you, you want yeah that is actually I yeah big oil baby. um the <laughs> I, I'm curious like you you so Otani was gonna be a free agent he's a free agent this offseason. do you sure think is. that okay does this pulling him off the market signify at all that the angels believe he wants to be there long term or is this purely a We've
0: completely screwed the pooch with Mike Trout's entire career. Yeah,
1: they seem and dumb to me. They seem dumb. No, I feel like, like they are not.
0: Nick, I have good news. It's because they are. Like, why would you not trade him for whatever you could get? Like, you are
2: have they been like you're going to end up like with maybe one playoff one playoff appearance with like Trout and or, or whatever it is, a couple. It's just like Mike Trout and Shoei Otani on the same team,
0: how are you not like being competitive at all? I mean, it's insane. Yeah, Otani had a quote before the game today. He said, "This is the first time we've been buyers since I've been here, and it feels really, really nice." The last five years, we've been sellers. That's because they're an incredibly poorly run organization. I could take over that team today and have them back in the World Series in three years. You know why? Because I would have <laughs> traded Shohei Otani already. They're incredibly dumb. To Nick point, Nick's point, they're so horrifically mismanaged. They should have traded Otani. They kept him because it was panic button. We want to make one last push before he walks out the door for nothing, so we might as well just try to get these fringe guys and hope it all comes together and that Otani takes us to the World Series because that's the only way, really, that happens. They're not keeping him. They're not going to pay him. Artie Moreno came back right before the season because because he said oh well we're gonna keep otani and i can make way more money so i'll reverse my stance on selling this team go with one more year of otani and then once he's gone i'm also gone i bet as soon as he leaves and signs with the giants of the dodgers moreno puts that team back up for sale this is just an incredible last-ditch Hail Mary effort while they have him to try and win something before he walks out the door for nothing.
2: Uh, worth, so, uh, worth noting, uh, producer Alex put this in, um, in the chat, and I think there's a tweet out there. I saw it on TV. They were showing on the highlight. The, uh, the second home run that Shohei hit, he was running the bases and appeared to grab his side and apparently went up to the tunnel after returning to the dugout. Uh, Angels PR saying, cramping. Which would be very angels of them to pull him off the market and trade a bunch of good players for questionable starters, and then immediately have Shohei get hurt.
1: Uh, it does. It does feel like the like if the, if just cramps for Otani and just just a calf strain yeah. for Joe Burrow. It does feel like we have like dodged a couple of major bullets here with some of the best players in their respective sports. Maybe not facing any, any kind of, like, serious injury. There's one last piece of the Otani news that Otani's going to stay um, in, uh, in Anaheim or Los Angeles or whatever that we have to hit on the other side, and that's, like, if he's going to be in the American League, is uh, likely going to be, be the American League MVP. His price has like, gone out of control. It's like minus one with like 58 zeros after it. So coming up next, uh, we'll place him whatever you prefer, but I'm going to ask our guy, Jake the Snake son. Jake, now that we know Otani is going to be in the American League and the price is out of control, are you looking to beat Otani in this market? Jake will give us the answer and more next.
2: We'll be right back
0: with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.